This is the Payback Time Podcast, where we interview driven individuals who have achieved or are well on their way to achieving financial freedom. We break down the steps required to generate leveraged income, including but not limited to stock investing, online business, traditional business, and real estate. Each episode breaks down the mistakes made, victories achieved, and the overall journey that led them to where they are today. Sean Tepper is your host, and here is today's episode. Imagine retiring by age 40, but wishing you would have taken action earlier so you could have retired by age 30. My next guest has been investing in real estate most of his professional working career. We walk through the circumstances that put him on this path at a young age, the choices he's made, and how he spends his time today. He also provides some wisdom on how to take action when opportunity knocks. Please welcome Gary Wilson. Gary, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Sean. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. Hey, thank you so much for joining me. So let's start things off here. If you could give the audience your career backstory. Sure. Uh, well, uh, went to college at Old Dominion University. I'm actually wearing an ODU Monarch shirt right now, which is in Tidewater, nice. Virginia. Uh, ended up getting into computer science. In fact, my first official position was with NASA, Langley Air Force Base. I worked on the space shuttle project. Wow. And uh, pretty, pretty neat. He has awesome experience. And then I uh, um, got into banking uh, with a bank called Sovereign Bank. It's now part of Bank of America. And really learned about um, the corporate side of money, you know, how money actually works in the banking world. Sure. Well, back in college, my college roommate's name was Socrates. His dad was a Greek immigrant. Um, his mother, you know, first, her parents had moved to America. And when she graduated high school, she sent her to Greece to spend the summer and, 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 you know, mingle with the family. Well, she, and uh, he, Mr. DeBet put himself through MIT, didn't speak any English, moved to Virginia, started uh, investing. And so Socrates and I met at college. In fact, our parents had met in the student union while we had met each other out, you know, doing the, the, the pre, whatever they call it, like a placement test and all that. We realized we should be roommates. Long story short, uh, four years later, we were going to go rent down by the beach because we're, hey, we're going to be the King of the beach, parties all the time, girls everywhere, all that kind of stuff. And we call up his dad. He said, no, you're not. He said, you're, you're going to, he said, don't be a knucklehead. He said, you're going to buy a house. <laughs> you're going to make some money. And um, I'm like, okay, sure. So um, he helped us get that first house. It was a four bedroom, two bathroom ranch. And we basically house hacked it. We, by the way, we assumed the owner's first mortgage. He was a, a, in the Navy. He, we assumed his VA mortgage. You can still do that today. He had a second mortgage we refinanced. And then he still had equity, so we gave him a third mortgage for the remainder, right? So we had three mortgages, and then we rented out the other two rooms to two other guys, and their combined rent pretty much paid all of our mortgage costs. It was amazing. Nice. We had a lot of fun, bought a boat and all kinds of great stuff. And I got married a few years later, and Socrates ended up buying me out because I was getting married. And so I had in a total of maybe $3,000 max into the property, and I got 8000 back out in two years' time frame. And I didn't spend a dime while I was there because all the, the renters had paid their costs. And I'm thinking, well, this actually works pretty good. And I remember him, Mr. DeBet, telling me uh, after the closing, we went down to the Outer Banks to one of his beach houses, and he's pounding his chest, saying, if you boys do what I tell you to do, you won't have to work for anyone else when you're 35 years old. And we're 22, and I'm bright-eyed, and you know, Socrates knew he had a made no matter what. But you know, my family, we didn't nothing close to investing at all. 
not even close. I mean, 10 years later, I wake up in the corporate world working for PNC Bank doing mergers and acquisitions and getting promoted and liking it less and less. I decided I'm going to do what Mr. DeMet told me and start investing. And I did. And the first year I went out and bought 10 multi-unit properties on a total of 30 units, duplexes, triplexes, fourplexes. You know what? I can leave the corporate world. I can actually retire and just live off my investments. But I stuck it out another four years, finally retired when I was 40. At that time, I had maybe um, 70 some odd units, something like that. And then quickly focused on investing, went up to several hundred units. And, uh, you know, really, here's what, here's the big turning point, though. That was all really good. I mean, I was living off of it, living the, living the dream. I'm going to my deck every morning, reading the paper where my neighbors drove off to work. And uh, one of the teachers, one of the, the, we call them gurus, teaching people how to invest, invited me to be on his radio program because he's heard about me investing and I'm just a regular guy. And I said, sure. It turns out my being on his radio program helped him sell a lot of programs because I was local. People knew me. I'm just a regular guy. And he asked me to come in and help his teach his students once a month. I just started out with like a cameo. I said, would you come in one Saturday? Just tell them your story. And I said, sure. And I liked it. So I will go back once a month and do that. And eventually they figured out, figured out I had my license and asked me if I could help them get their own properties. And I said, no, I don't do that. I, I, I don't want anybody to know I'm going to have my license. <laughs> well, after about 100 times, I realized, well, maybe God's trying to tell me something. Average of 25 people per class. I walk in one Saturday and say, look, um, I can only take two of you. Well, what, what happens when you tell two people, when you tell 25 people, only two of them could do the thing they all want to do? Well, it creates you know, scarcity and urgency. And I realize an important marketing lesson, always make yourself scarce. Long story short, built a brokerage company out of that. It was the fastest growing brokerage company in Pennsylvania, uh, three years running, um, serving only investors. I mean, we did owner occupants too, but mostly investors. And I uh, did a big merger out of that with another big brokerage company and um, still get money from that and started uh, teaching and training. So now I teach real estate agents how to work with real estate investors. In fact, I've got my own team called the Global Investor Agent Team. It's a national team and it's made for agents who want to invest or at least work with investors. And, and once again, I'm experiencing that growth spurt right now. That's phenomenal. I mean, I just, one of those quirky ideas came to me one night and I decided I'm gonna, I'm gonna act on it. And a typical entrepreneurial story, you know, you, have, you, have, you swing the bat and swing the bat and swing the bat. And next thing you know, you step up the plate and hit a home run. So that's kind of where I am right now. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much living the retired life, but teaching agents uh, virtually how to work with investors and they join my team um, and they produce. We got, we got one of the best track records in the industry, you know. So let's go back to the beginning of your, your educational days with Socrates. and. Maybe tell the audience, when did you really start seeing like this aha moment that, hey, you, you can really do something here that can put you in a state where you can retire early? Yeah. Well, I tell you what, I, I think pretty much right off the bat, I was working at a Sperry Corporation that eventually became Unisys. And one of the guys there was also an investor. And he was, he was probably in his 40s and he'd had maybe a dozen, I think he had 20 units. And I remember him telling me, uh, he said, the only thing he wished he'd done differently is he'd have started earlier. Yep. And that stuck with me. So um, when I got married, you know, we wanted to have children and all that. So I kind of put everything on hold as far as investing, not, not, not consciously. It was just, 
you know, I got tied up with, uh, you know, having a nice home and the, the yard and the garden and uh, having children and all that. But one day at PNC years later, 35 years old, thinking, I wonder if I'd have done what Mr. Demet told me, <laughs> Socrates' dad, I would actually be retired then. And I remember the other guy who was still working the corporate job in his 40s and investing at the same time. I thought, do I want to be like Mr. Demet or do I want to be like the guy I worked with at Sperry Corporation? I just thought, I want to be like Mr. Demet. So I really went at it full steam ahead. And I knew that first year, Sean, and when I was 35, I bought 10 properties in that one year. Yep. I, I was definitely going to be able to be in control of my own destiny. I didn't, I didn't have to work the corporate world anymore. I ended up, you know, it took me, at the time I realized I could live off my own income, it still took me about a year to have the courage to leave because I had, you know, five weeks vacation, a big giant 401k and <laughs> all the perks. And it was a, you know, and I had children. I mean, it was kind of yep. not an easy decision. It was, it was almost like surreal. Am I, in other words, am I really doing this? Is this really real? And when I finally made that decision and, and, and verbally, I just got to tell you, I, I don't, I, I'm going to retire. You know, um, you talk about a big weight off my shoulders and it, oddly enough, I felt guilty for the next year because I'm, you know, not working and all my neighbors are working and we live in the same neighborhood and ended up working harder. But, but after about a year, I realized I need to give myself permission to, to, you know, reap the, the rewards from um, all my efforts. Cause I really did do it. And it's just, it's a hard thing to explain that mindset and my generation, we were told from the time we were, you know, could walk, sure. we're going to go to college, yeah. get a good job, get the nice house in the neighborhood and join a country club and retire when you're 65. And I was going completely off the other end. But that realization was really, it was a combination of that. The other gentleman I work, I can't remember his name, that I work with at Sperry. In fact, when I was 35, waking up, realizing I, I wish I had been investing this whole time and listen to Mr. DeMet. I wish I had started much earlier, you know? Totally. You, If you would have taken action, let's say in your mid-20s, 10 years earlier, you know, that you could have been maybe by 30, you could have been retired. Easily. Right. Yep. Um, what I, let's let's unpack this moment though in your life because you've got a solid ten years at this point at PwC. Is that correct? You're at age thirty-five oh, now. Oh, PNC. PNC. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, correct. At that time, I had ten years into the banking business. Another another three years. I had about it was forty when I retired. I had a total of eighteen years in the banking world, and at PNC, that was about eleven of those years. Yep. Okay, so eleven years. And I'm assuming during this time, you're able to sock away a lot of cash, yeah. which brings you to a, a really good moment because what I'm thinking about here is you probably had a lot more cash on hand at age 35 than, of course, at age 25. Mm -hmm. So doing, the, doing your first investments here, what did that look like? Were you investing in single family, multifamily? Can you break down what you were investing in at sure. age 35? Yep, it was multi. So I, I was doing duplexes, triplexes, and fourplexes. There was just an abundance of them. Yep. I never even considered going bigger, 10 units and 50, and I eventually did. But uh, the first, I'd say the first um, 100 and some odd, 150 units were probably all duplexes, triplexes, fourplexes. So we're about, at one point I had about 20 single family homes, but I really bought them because they were easy. They were there. And, you know, I have, matter of fact, it was kind of during the recession. And I was able to pick them up for pennies on a dollar, spending paying cash to the banks. I actually started by calling the banks directly because they knew who I was. 
and just say, <laughs> I'll give you, I'll give you 20,000 for that one. Okay, we'll take it. So I bought them really as a, as a uh, sort of a holding tank for my capital. I thought, you know what? They're in halfway decent areas. I'll buy them. I'll do just enough to get them rented. And then when the market turns, as the next tenant moves out, I'll go back in and remodel like I'm going to flip it and then sell it for, for capital gains. And that's exactly what I did with the singles. I just did like a short-term hold. Okay. But most most of the wealth was absolutely in the multis. And what I did, I was, I'll share a real, real big secret with everybody. It's not really a secret, but it's a method. Everybody's heard of the Burr method, B-R-R-R, which is buy, remodel, rent, refinance. And I did that. What started happening is um, I was accumulating cash. And I got very quickly to the point where I had, you know, $250,000 sitting in a personal account, which is not smart, you know, mm-hmm. and another 500000 in another capital account. So I realized I've got I've to up the game a little bit and started going for bigger properties and using the same method. But here's what I want to share with everybody. Instead of looking for deferred maintenance where I can remodel and add value, I would look for management issues like uh, high vacancy rates. Um, you know, uncollected rents, high eviction rates, low rents compared to market value, just basically mismanagement. And I would buy those and then manage them to profitability and then go out and get a brand new first mortgage on those and replenish my capital. So I was doing the same thing, but on a larger scale and more management issues, because we actually got really good at, at uh, managing properties to profitability. We just had a system down. We had my own property management company which turned into another source of income. I built a business around that. Um, maybe we'll touch on that here a little, a little bit later, but yes. when it comes to the properties, I mean, it was, uh, I'll tell you what, every, everybody listening, I know all the gurus say, use other people's money. I, and the reason they do that is, when they ask a room full of people about money, most people say, I don't have any. So they teach no money down techniques. I'm not against them. I'm just telling you, you wanna work to get on a cash basis. It's yep. not that you don't borrow, but you borrow strategically after you gain control of the property. And, uh, and I'm telling you, that's, that's, the, that's the magic and the pathway to, to, to accumulating a lot of properties. You know? Let's take a quick commercial break. Have you ever lost money in the stock market? You either listened to someone you know and trust, heard a comment on the news, or tried to follow a trend. Yeah, I think we've all been there. Most people lose money in the stock market because they make decisions based on emotions. What if you could remove emotions from investing? What if you could make consistent returns in the stock market based solely on logic? And what if there's a software that handled that logic for you? Ticker makes investing easier, smarter, and faster. Before Ticker launched, it was backtested through the 2008 recession. Here are the surprising results. In 2008, the market dropped by 38%. Ticker was up 24%. In 2009, the market went up by 23%. Ticker was up 72%. And in 2010, the market went up by 12%. Ticker was up 96%. Ticker helps you understand when to buy and when to sell and gives you a reason why a stock is a great investment. Get started today with a free trial. Visit ticker.pro. That's T Y K R.pro. Again, ticker.pro. So I want to, I want to unpack this a little bit because I know people are going to be like, yeah. how in the world do you like obtain 10 properties right off the bat? How many of those yeah. were you able to buy cash and how yeah. many did you finance? 
So here's what I did early on. Remember, my background was Mr. Demet in that one property, refinancing, yep. assuming a mortgage, refinancing another one. And I had, you know, Carlton Sheets was big in those days. This was back in the 80s and Tax Reform Act 1986 took away loopholes for self-employed people. So young guys like me stepped in. There was all these factors. But the reality was when I, my first two properties were a pair of fourplexes and I put down, uh, I had $50,000 in cash. So I put down, I think it was a total of, um, let me see, 180, maybe 35,000 in cash mm-hmm. and refinanced the other, basically 20% I put down, refinanced the other 80% with their traditional conventional mortgage. Um, and because I put down 20%, I didn't have the, the uh, mortgage insurance premium, but I, had, I got a better rate on the loan. So I started off with equity and positive cash flow. And then I had another 15,000 left over. So I went out and bought another triplex. Uh, so now I've got right off the bat 11 units very quickly. And that exhausted my cash. But what I did was I had a home. So I got a home equity line against my home that gave me another whatever it was. I forget how much that was, maybe another 40,000 or something. Yep. Um, I started, went out and bought a, some more duplexes. I think I bought uh, one, two, three, maybe four duplexes, something like that. So now I'm up to, you know, about 20 units. And, and then I realized, you know what? I'm doing pretty good. I've got all this cash flow coming in. And I went and got a, um, a personal line of credit. It's think, think of a home equity line of credit, but it's not leveraged by your home. It's your signature based on your, your credit worthiness. It's like a credit card, but it's a checking account, you know? Sure. So that gave me 25,000, went out and bought another fourplex. And uh, in any case, long story short, in that year, I had, a, oh, by the way, the other property, the ninth or 10th property, I had actually saved up enough money from all the cash flow to put down a down payment on the next property. And at that point, I knew I was in business. I did. In one year, I accumulated 30 units across 10 properties. And I come up with cash in the beginning and cash at the end, which means everything I did was smart. And then what I did is I did something really counterintuitive. I took the next year off of investing and paid down those lines of credit and got rid of them, got rid of the debt. So now I'm on a cash basis with no debt other than my own home mortgage. And I looked really good to the lenders. So that's when I started going after the um, uh, bigger properties and using cash because I was able to accumulate cash. I could have lived off it at that point. I, I, I was making enough money then. It was the same I was, that I was making at the bank. But I didn't want to stop there. I wanted to grow the portfolio to be more than enough. And it's like an addiction. You just keep going and going and going. And I finally got to the point. I literally, I, I, this just sounds crazy, but I would literally wake up in a sweat, having a nightmare in my dream, remembering a property that I had forgotten about. And I'm thinking, where is it? The people live there. Are they paying the rent? <laughs> What's going on? And I, I thought at that point, I've got, to, I've got to get management in place. So I started building my own management team. But, but back to the original approach, another big tip here, tip, uh, Secret tip number three. Um, when I reached that point, I had substantial equity and cash flow. And what I started doing was borrowing against my portfolio and no longer borrowing against my house, my own home, when you eventually just, you know, you know, pay down. I would I got what's called a blanket mortgage that blanketed my existing portfolio. At the time it wasn't giant, but it was enough to be able to do this. And I did it in the form of a line of credit. And it was commercial. And a lot of people will would ask, would say, well, how did you do that? Because commercial lenders don't want to make those loans. They want to be in first position. And I said, no kidding. I went out there and got like 20 no's in a row. 
but I'm persistent. I don't like to give up. So I kept trying, finally found somebody who said, look, call me young man. He said, look, young man, I'll give you a, a loan, a second loan on your properties. I call it a blanket mortgage, but only will do it 50% loan to value. And at that point, I would have said yes to anything, but, the, <laughs> but it was enough of a loan, enough cash that I extracted allowed me to buy a 78 unit apartment complex. And then I fixed that up, raised the rents, managed it back to productivity, uh, that took about three years, by the way. They went out and refinanced it, put a brand new first mortgage on it, replenished my capital, yep. and uh, was able to reuse that line of credit. And the lender extended the line, increased it, and extended it because I just added another income-producing asset in my portfolio. So that really, Sean, that was the um, that was the move. That strategy combined with Burr allowed me to be completely free, financially free. I didn't it, the the business fed itself. I didn't have to contribute anything financially. And I was, the business was feeding itself and the lenders were willing to lend money strictly on the business. They didn't care if I, if I get hit by the bus, they couldn't have cared less because the portfolio was, was running itself. That's very impressive. Hey, I want to talk about the, that first year. So you acquired 30 units, 10 properties, 30 units that first year. Were you still working at PNC along with oh, yeah. the accumulation? Aha. Uh -huh. Yeah. Very impressive. Yep. See, this is this is the mistake yep. a lot of people make is they just dive in right away. And it's like, no, you can have more leverage if you just stay at your job, keep your income from that to take your, your expenses. And then the income generated from those properties, just push right back into those properties and get them paid down faster. That's it. Yep. Exactly. Yep. I know it sounds conservative to a lot of people, but I'm telling you, Sean, you hit the nail on the head. I, I, will, I will tell you one of the biggest lessons I observed is that all the people that were doing all that no money down investing, mm -hmm. they had no equity. They were leveraged up to their eyeballs. Yes. When the big recession hit, those were the ones that threw in the towel and ran for the hills, right? But the ones that had equity, solid equity, solid cash flow, we were, I mean, you know, we've had some painful moments, but we were nowhere close to declaring bankruptcy or, or foreclosure. We were we were fine, you know, yep. but it's because we had that conservative approach, which was focused on getting on a cash basis. Another thing I learned is this. See, people will say, borrow other people's money. That's so you won't be at risk. The challenge is, though, typically when you borrow other people's money, who are those people? Well, they're typically family, friends, relatives, neighbors, mm -hmm. things like that. And so now you're putting them at risk. And if you run for the hills of... Uh, you've damaged some other families that you know and love. So yes. I, I, I just, I saw that happen firsthand. And uh, I thought, you know, at the end of the day, the thing that they never teach you in the late night guru classes is <laughs> there's a psychological um, benefit to having skin in the game. They'll tell you, don't put skin in the game. But the reality is, is let's face it. If you've got skin in the game and the proverbial poop hits the fan, you're going to stick it out and fight for it to keep it yes. alive. You know, versus no skin in the game, you're going to be like, oh, this is easy to walk away from. That's why all those people, all those homeowners that had those crazy, you know, 125% yep. mortgages, and they blamed the banks to say, well, the banker talked me into it. I'm like, no, they didn't. You saw an advertisement and you wanted to pull money out. That's why mm -hmm. you got the loan. And when the, when the economy tanked, you walked away from your house. Yep. You had no equity. But the people that had equity, I'm willing to, I'm willing to bet a million dollars. Most of them did what they could to stick it out, you know? Hundred percent agree. <laughs> yeah, hundred yeah. percent agree on that. I, I, you know, I don't see it as much, but definitely, you know, the late two thousands is hey, John Doe down the street did it, so I'm going to do it. 
just be 100% yeah. leveraged. I had no money down. Like, you know, that whole OPM, other people's money, which I do support in circumstances. But like you said, I do agree. You do want skin in the game. You want to be owning the outcome, whether it's good or bad. Yeah, yeah I agree. And I tell you what, long term, I've been doing this for 35 and a half years. You have to have equity. You have to have mm -hmm. um, net worth. If, if like the people that just wholesale, and I get it. It looks like it's easy to get in because you don't have to have money or credit or even ownership. You know, never you never have any liability, but you never have ownership. And all you're doing is you're trading time for money. And it's just like anything in life, they developed a habit on wholesaling. So I like to take people who are wholesaling and say, look, I'll show you how to wholesale, but stick with me long enough so I can show you how to have some ownership. And I promise you, you do the math on that 35 years later, you'll have no debt, no personal right. debt, no business debt, and you have ownership. Um, you're in control. You know, the old, the old, the golden rule, the, the man with the gold makes the rules. People will come to you and lenders will call you, you know? Yep. Um, but having ownership, everybody listening, I got to tell you, everybody focuses on cash flow and I get it. And I did the same thing, but long-term you've got to start to work in some capital appreciation and equity and ownership into the formula because that, that gives you leverage later on and security, you know? I want to talk about the first 10 units, or uh, I should say the first 30 units, first 10 properties. Did you hire a, a property management company or did you help build one? Because I know you mentioned earlier on you, you helped yeah. found one. How did you, because that's a lot of units to be managing. How did you do that? It is. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a hard worker. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> yes, uh, you are. I, in the beginning, that first year, I did it all myself. And I did it, and remember, I did it evenings and weekends because I was working a day job. Oh, boy. Um, but uh, very quickly, when I got to about 40 units, I realized I really need help, you know, because I'm now spending time managing instead of investing. Yes. So between 30 and 40 units, what happened is one of my, one of my uh, tenants ended up helping me out. So purely accidental. Um, and of course, running around trying to do, uh, you know, five things at once, going to Home Depot, getting supplies for the contractors. And I'm looking at my, my watch and I'm thinking, I'm gonna be late. I had it showing uh, about, it was about a 10, 15 minute drive away and I knew I wasn't gonna make it. So I called the tenant next door and I said, I said, would you please go next door? I'll tell you where the key is and just open the door for this person who wants to view the unit and just stay with them while they're there. You don't have to do anything, just make sure you lock up when you're done. So I finally get over there. The that prospective tenant had since moved on in, and uh, that my tenant was still there and she didn't just show the unit. She actually brought over her original paperwork. She had photocopied blanks. She kept blanks of the application, blanks of the lease, all that kind of stuff. And had the guy fill out the application. She had a blank application mm. from her when she ran it for me. She said, well, Mr. Wilson, I just want to show you. Uh, I think the guy's pretty good. He's got a good job. He's uh, been there for, for three years, whatever it was. He's been in his last place for four years. And here's his application information. I looked at her and said, I said, man, would you like to do that on a regular basis? <laughs> <laughs> so, and she took my, cause she had a regular day job. She had her weekends free and she said, I love to." So I started having her show my properties. Nice. And by the way, everybody check this out. We only showed properties on Saturdays. We did showings in two hour intervals, one property per two hour block. We put in four, six or eight, applicants in that in 15 minute intervals um take our applications and get everything done all in one day if we have four vacancies we did eight hours two hours per property sure and, uh, that was our method so that was the first step 
it turns out um, she knew somebody who had a cleaning business, her aunt, so-and-so. And I said, well, that's pretty good because I need to sometimes clean units when people leave. Yep. So that came in place. And then um, uh, along the way, I met a painter, did a real good job painting. And I said, can you do like maintenance and handiwork, changing doorknobs, things like that? He said, absolutely. So I had him do that kind of stuff. And then I started contracting out for the lights, the stuff that had to be licensed, like like running an electric circuit and what, you know, replacing a, a water line, things like that I would contract out. But I built a team of those guys and the initial internal team of my old tenant and the cleaning crew and all that turned, I incorporated that and made a business out of it, its own tax ID. And I did it for, for separation of liability. I didn't want my management being in the same, under the same roof as my ownership. And also I want to separate that. So separate everybody. Should, well, I realized, my gosh, I've got another business I can then leverage because people were asking me. I started that I had already started using my license at that point. And uh, they had asked, hey, you do, who can manage this for me? Can you manage this for me? And I just, of course, I said, no, I don't want to do that. And after about a year, I thought, well, maybe I should. And I launched it with five of my best clients, a total of about 40 units, 40 units in addition to what I had. And it worked. And I said, okay, let's, let's, uh, let's go public with this. And never spent a dime on advertising. It was all word of mouth. And within three years, I had 700 units under management. Famous last words. It's very quiet up here. Phone never rings. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, okay. So in any case, back to what I was saying, um, uh, grew organically. I did incorporate it, turned into a big business. I eventually merged that with another uh, manager out of Philadelphia and helped him kind of franchise it. So all these, it's really what it came down to is me um, seeing, being aware and awake of the opportunities yes, from what I was right. already doing and leveraging. So I've had these clients who wanted to invest. I was already investing. So I'm already out there looking at properties. It wasn't much extra effort to show them the same properties or show them properties. And the ones they didn't take, I would take. Then they needed management. So I offered that. And later on, Sean, I started a, a title business because they all needed title insurance. Nice. And I started an appraisal business. They all needed appraisals. And uh, that's really how the business, the business end of it grew. Separate text IDs for everything. Yep. And under my property ownership, I never had more than a million dollars in any one LLC. That was my, my comfort zone. Million dollars ownership, set up another LLC. And uh, so at one point I had, I think like 12 some odd different LLCs at one point. And then uh, that became, as you might imagine, a little bit of a management challenge. You know, I've got yes. now, I don't just have 12 properties. I got 12 businesses and, and, and ownership LLCs. Um, so, I, and I wanted to move. I didn't want to be in Western Pennsylvania anymore. I just wanted to be back at the beach where I was, where I was used to being, where I grew up and I love the water, I love the sun. And so I started uh, selling some of the properties and some of the businesses emerging others and things like that. And that really bought me my freedom. And I'm thinking, well, now what do I do? And the opportunity to teach came up again. And I thought maybe this is what I should be doing. Yep. Teaching is the one thing I always came back to that I never got tired of. I get, get, get excited today, just like I did all the, I've been teaching now for um, 18 years. I get just as excited today as I did 18 years ago. And it's fulfilling. So I see this as my swan song, Robert Kiyosaki. I was blessed to be able to meet him and have dinner with him and sure. spend a day with him. And uh, Than Merrill, I helped him get started in Pennsylvania years ago with what's called a VAL, a virtual office website. That's the Fortune Wilderness program. So I knew all these guys thinking, well, that's that's what it is. That's the swan song, you know? So now I just, I do that. It's uh, So I'm, I'm busy 
it's fun. I get to talk to people every day and help them get to their next level. And uh, not everybody does the work, but there's enough of them to do that I get a lot of positive feedback. And uh, that's, that's, the, that's the intangible or the non-monetary reward. And I think that's the thing that, uh, that's why people like me do what we do in our second half of our lives. It's just, it's just a very fulfilling thing to do, you know? That's really cool. We've got a bunch of questions about this current business model you have, but I just want to ask a, a question or two about your previous real estate. All the properties, were they all in the same area in Pennsylvania? In the beginning, yeah. I was very okay. conservative. I wanted to see them, touch them, be able to go there. And, and, and uh, one of my early mentors, uh, he's since passed away, Gerhard Flugfelder. He was the guy that kept telling me, he said, you're missing 99.9% of the opportunities. I said, Mm-hmm. He said, you, you know how to invest. He said, think about it. When was the last time you saw 123 Main Street? I'm thinking, well, it's actually been quite a while. You know, there, there'd be years go by, I wouldn't see my properties because I had them properly managed. He said, it's the same thing. He said, Gary, you should be investing from coast to coast and even outside the U.S. potentially at one point. And uh, so I finally started to do that and started in other states like Virginia um, and, you know, Florida, places like that. And I started meeting other people as a result of doing that. And it, we can, we now have kind of a network. Um, and we have, we have, we, wherever we are, we have most of the states covered now. Started off just one little area. I was within a, maybe a 15 mile radius. That was it, you know? Sure. Okay. Yep. Makes sense. Can you give us an idea? How many units did you own at the peak and what are you down to now? Um, well, now the way, I, the way I invest now is more passive. It's like, I don't have, Direct ownership. We think of a REIT, Real Estate Investment Trust. Yes. So I'm part of a mastermind group called GoBundance. And it's, uh, there's a women's group and a men's group. The tagline is healthy, wealthy, generous men who seek to lead epic lives. All of us are investors. It's an entry million, million dollars minimum net worth and quarter million dollars a year, uh, you know, passive income. So uh, anybody that's interested, just Google me, look me up, whatever, and I'll, uh, I'll tell you more about it. But so we do things together, but what I do is I just provide funding um, or my, all the agents I've taught, I provide them. So there's properties I haven't even seen. I couldn't even tell you anything about them. But prior to that, um, I'd say 250 properties was the max. Um, Got it. And you're talking to several thousand units, but, but I, it, you know, and, and I know I talk about it like it's easy, but that's only because it's been 35 years. So everybody listen, just remember this didn't happen overnight. I really did start <laughs> off owning right. only ha- half of a house. And I'm telling you, if you knew my background as a kid, I mean, I wore Goodwill clothes. I was on a school lunch program. Um, I'm, sure. I'm telling you, you know, the one lucky break I had was Socrates' dad. And what it, it wasn't a lucky, he didn't give us money. But I didn't have that fear that, my gosh, this could fail. I just assume it was going to work because this, hey, this is Sock's dad. He wouldn't have us do this. It wasn't going to be a good thing. And uh, I was able to, so a lot of people have a fear of investing. My one lucky break is Mr. Demet got me in early. So I didn't develop that, 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 that hesitancy and the fear. Yes. But he gets back to the question. I would say um, I've probably got pieces and parts of maybe 10,000 units now. I'd have to add it up and see all the different REITs and things like that. We actually created, we've created mutual funds. Okay. Uh, where we, we pull funds together and we'll buy portfolios of properties. We've done that. Um, so it's kind of a different level of activity now. And uh, I wouldn't recommend that off the bat, but I would definitely <laughs> recommend people aspire to it. 
because it's a lot more fun, a lot less stress. I, don't, I couldn't tell you the last toilet that got clogged. I, I don't, you know, it doesn't even, it's not even part of my world, you know? Yep. Um, yep. Sounds like you're very hands-off. That, that mutual fund aspect of these are REITs, right? REITs within mutual funds. Of, yeah, a REIT, a REIT is basically a closed-end mutual fund where they sell shares of the fund just like any mutual fund with stocks and bonds. Right. And then they go and take the proceeds and invest in properties. But um, we've done that. We've helped people with student housing do that. But more importantly, we actually created our own mutual fund with a tobacco commodities broker from Wall Street. And he's the one who helped us do all the, uh, he and his attorney helped us do all the legal work. I was the broker who went out there and found the portfolio. So I got all the commissions from getting the portfolios bought. I also got all the property management contracts. And then as we started selling, we, we, rated the properties abc we would um some of them we it, we would keep some of them we would remodel and keep some we would remodel and sell some we would just flat out sell because they were really bad and what we do is the investors were anywhere from ten thousand to a hundred thousand dollar investors so we would pay off the low the small investors ten thousand dollars we got rid of all them and stuck with the ones that put in a hundred thousand dollars and we made them equity partners profit sharing partners as well as cash flow so uh, they were long-term investors, and I, all those commissions, all those management contracts, and some ownership, I got all that, and that was that one thing right there. I could have stopped right there and lived comfortably for the rest of my life, you know? For sure. Yep, that was an amazing experience. But again, it was because we were involved, and here's, I'll tell you how it evolved, how that thing transpired. I was getting calls from, like, uh, you know, BlackRock Financial, White Oak yes. Capital, endowment funded for Harvard, Harvard University. And they would say, hey, Mr. Wilson, we heard about you. We hear you got this brokerage that focuses on investors. And we'd like to deploy some of our assets because we're now pretty much out of the stock market. And I said, well, great. What are you talking? He said, well, $100 million. And I said, well, you spend $100 million in Pittsburgh, you will change the landscape of Pittsburgh. <laughs> <You know? laughs> sure. So I said, let's, let's start off with $10 million and go from there. And that's how the, and the, one of the principles was the number one tobacco commodities worker in the world. He was from India and he came to visit us and um, we liked each other. And, I, and he said, here's what I'd like to do. Would you want to be part of it? And I'm by eyes are as big as saucer. So I said, really? I'm like, like a kid. Again. I said, my gosh, to, well, tell me what to do. Just teach me, show me. What can I do? He said, he said, he said, don't worry if I had it all figured out and I'll introduce you to the, to the big players and the attorneys and all that. And he said, you just keep doing what you're doing and you'll be handsomely rewarded. Boy, was he right. I mean, we, um, thousands of units you know it was it was a yep. it was a pretty impressive uh range and that and that um that's pretty advanced i would still say today i wouldn't attempt that on my own um i would absolutely get a a, a securities uh, attorney involved heavy capitalized player like like a like an endowment fund or like this fellow who was just on his own probably could have bought you know his own country if he wanted to probably but <laughs> but I, I just for everybody listening um Opportunity is going to come your way when you get in the game and swing the bat. Sometimes it comes out of left field, but I'm telling you, when the opportunity comes, you say yes, because it might not come again for a long time and you will figure out how. You just taught an extremely valuable lesson and it's that there's that moment you have to take that step. You have to take a little bit of a leap and you just nailed it. When an opportunity comes and even if you don't feel comfortable right? Not 100% comfortable, but this is an opportunity knocking. You've got to go for it. You've got to swing. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Yep. 
Yep. You're, you're going to be pushed outside of your comfort zone to do things you haven't done before, but this is how you grow, right? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. Growth implies change and change implies discomfort. Yes. So no, nobody ever got rich or wealthy being comfortable. I'm telling you, right. I, 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 unless they inherited it, you know, but people like me had to do it from the ground up. Um, you get, you, it's, it's funny, Sean, it's like a muscle you exercise. You actually get used to it. You mm-hmm. get, you develop that tendency and the ability to take bigger and bigger, make bigger and bigger moves, you know? So yep. it's uh, just like exercising your muscles, you know? That's it. Got to push yourself. Got to challenge yourself. Mm-hmm. Be open to learning. All right. Yeah. So I want to transition into what you're doing now. I'm on your website, which is myinvestmentservices.com. And it looks like you've got a series of courses on here. Can you talk about the website and, and what you're teaching? Yes. So the, the company, we actually rebranded. It's called Real Estate with Gary Wilson. It's still, my investor service is still there. But what happened is the, the SEO gurus uh, that work for me said, hey, Gary, you know, we did some research. It turns out not many people search for my investor services, but they all search for your name. And <laughs> by the way, real estate is one of the high, most highly searchable terms on the internet along with the word with, W-I-T-H. She said, why don't we just put in there real estate with Gary Wilson? Nice. And I said, I trust you. I know you just go and do it. And sure enough, it's, it's what worked. But, but, it, but everybody, I just want you to focus on this for a second. It's an education-based company. My, my whole passion in this world is to educate. I'm, a, I'm an avid learner. I, if you look at my nightstand in my, my room, I've got three books I'm actively reading now and another six stacked up right next to it, ready, ready to learn. So, I don't charge exorbitant fees and I don't do anything like that at all. What I do is I make information available for free in the major disciplines, flipping. So I have a book and a training program called Flipping for Profits Without the Risk. How do you flip homes, increase profit, reduce risk based on sound principles? Uh, rental profits without the pain. Most people buy rentals early on realize, boy, this is a, this is a painful thing. I mean, people get married, get divorced, get jobs, lose jobs. And every time that happens, you're sure. tied into their human drama. So another book I wrote called Turning Rental Problems into Real Estate Profits. That's on management. How do you take a, a dirty old stinky dog and make it make it shine? Um, wholesaling. And uh, Vester Asian is one of the, like the flagship. I just did that one purely accidentally. I was training all these investors and realized about 25 to 30% of them were agents. Just got their license because they wanted to invest and they realized getting their license doesn't help you become a good investor. So I realized I, I should take it, make a program just for them to teach them how to work with the investors so they have all the right marketing down and they have, now they have all the skills of investing and the skills of marketing to attract the right kind of investors. Right. And that's the, that's the one they say is like the overnight success. Even though it took years to do it, that's, that's what people know me by. And we've added recently added commercial to that, a commercial program. So other than commercial, all the other programs have free books you can get. Just go in there and get the book for free. Um, start there. Tip, put your tiptoes into the water. You can go to the members area and check that out for free for 30 days and grab all the other stuff for free. Um, and if you want to do some training, you just have to go to those courses page and pick the one you want. There's home study courses. They're very inexpensive, like 400 bucks for a home study course, usually 10 modules everything you need, all the one encapsulated. And they actually give you a call with me, oddly enough. Um, I'll do what's called a strategy call. We do the training program, the full program. It's a little bit more, but you get more involvement. And more importantly, um, for those of, who have a license um, or you want to get a license, you can be part of my production team. So now what I do, 
Sean, is um, I, tr people who join my team don't have to pay for training. They join the team, you get the training for free, do a, a, a split on your commissions back to the team. It's only 25% for the first 12 transactions. So that that's that's opened up a whole new opportunity for me. And I mean, we've I've only been doing it a few months. We've already got agents, I think, in 30 of the states. Um, so all the investors out there listening, you've got a you've got a built-in group of investor agents. They're certified investor agents. Ask, ask for that designation. The only place they get is for, for me from from the training program. And they're trained to work with you and I as investors. So, so uh, investors can get trained and the agents can get trained to work with the investors. And it's sort of like a community, if you want to call it that. Um, and we do joint ventures. We do all kinds of stuff together. And it's, it's actually a lot of fun. Some pretty good people. Um, Let's take a quick commercial break. Do you feel like stock investing is too confusing, too time consuming, or too risky? It doesn't have to be. Introducing Ticker, an easy-to-use platform that guides you to low-risk and high-return stocks. Ticker has proven to beat the market every year for 20 years. From 1999 through 2019, the lowest annual return was 10% and the highest return was 96%. Get started today with a free trial. Visit ticker.pro. I got a question here about the, the website. So you've got these five categories. I'm just going to list them off again for the audience. You've got wholesaling. You've got investor agents, you have rentals, you have flipping, and you have property management. So if you join as a member, do you get access to all five or each five separate? Oh, yeah. If you, well, if you come in and you just do it on your own individually, you'll do one at a time. But if you uh, join the team, you automatically carte blanche get access to everything. You nice. know? So, it's, and it doesn't cost anything to join a team. It doesn't cost a dime. There's no front end anything, you know? Let's set some realistic expectations for those who are listening. If you were to join your program and start, let's say it's diving into one of these courses, I'm looking at the renting properties for profit. So the rentals module, how long would, would it take to become educated and ready to go? It, it depends on the individual. Um, it has nothing to do with how smart they are. It has everything with how much time they have. So each training program, is about 10 modules, which is about 10 hours. And that's just the learning modules. There's another part of the site, Sean, that has the marketing campaigns, the strategies, the research tools, you know, to find out information on people and properties, the calculators and spreadsheets. Um, for every hour of learning, you should plan on about two hours of implementation to, to implement what you've learned. Sure. And in the early stages, there's no money involved. You don't have to put money down on properties. So you just got to go through the exercises. It's like, uh, you know how when people learn how to do the stock market, they learn with, um, uh, it's, it's paper it's trading, like play, play money. Exactly. Yep. yep. Paper trading. So same thing here. We get you in the game first, mentally, psychologically, academically. And we also make sure you're qualified financially. So when you go out there and you actually make real offers on real properties, you're coming from financial strength and intellectual strength. And at that point, you've probably sunk in maybe 25 to 30 hours in education. But if you, again, you do it the right way with us, with the team, you're going to have an investor agent who's actually doing the heavy lifting for you, the legwork. But there's no better benefit than learning yourself. I would not rely, even on my own agents, I would not rely 100% on my own agents. I will rely on you doing the learning 
So you know what the agents are doing, you know what to expect from them, and they know you know that, and they know what to expect from you, by the way, because these are good agents, guys. These are certified investor agents, and they want to know that you're trained to invest correctly. They don't really like working with the people that never read a book before because it's, it's not worth <laughs> right. the effort. And it's just, I mean, let's face it. Would you buy a house that you live in without doing due diligence? Would you buy a car without doing oh, due diligence? No. <laughs> yeah. So right. why would you buy a duplex without learning how to buy a duplex? So just like learning to operate on a heart or learning how to, an accountant learns how to do a, um, a tax return or a dentist learns how to straighten your teeth. Um, there is an absolutely bo a body, body of knowledge that you've got to learn for investing. And the, and the people that understand that will always be the best investors, you know? Absolutely. Yep. So overall, it sounds like you can join your website and you can get up to speed pretty quick. Like I was, I had in my mind like a, a few months, but you're, you're talking hours here, like 25 hours, 30 hours. Uh, yeah. You can be now, up and running. And now to be, and to be, to be candid about it, and I'm just full disclosure, some people will do it in a matter of days. Some people, honestly, it takes them a year because they're, sure, they're already yeah. a dentist, for example, or they've got three kids. And, and uh, so the learning part is self-paced with guidance. Yep. Um, we have weekly sessions they can participate in for free. They have access to me. So really what I tell people is um, the degree to which you commit to it is the degree to which you're going to succeed. And I will help you get there as fast as you'll let me. That's what I'll, that's my famous thing. I'll help <laughs> you get there as fast as you'll let me, which means however much time you have, there, there, you know the old saying, when a, when a student is ready, the teacher will appear. So I say, well, I'm already here. <laughs> so sure. uh, you could just, you, you just raise your hand and say, I want to do this and I will get you there. And it's not that much, uh, Again, either you, you pay for the training up front or you get your license or have your license, join the production team, and you get the training for free there on any subject, even commercial. And more importantly, you'll have now two streams of income, uh, commission income, working with other investors. And by the way, if you're warning, no, you don't have to work with owner occupants. I, I don't like that. I don't do open houses. I don't do balloons. I just sure. do investors, right? And the yeah. other part is you're going to invest yourself. So every, every agent on our team, Sean, as they progress, there's five levels of prog progress. At each level, they're expected to have more and more investments. And level five is they can live off their own investments. So we actually walk the talk, you know? Yep. Yep. No, that's excellent. And I can attest to this. I'm looking at your site now. It's very clean, very easy to navigate. The different uh, modules that I just listed earlier are, are very easy to understand. So um, I definitely give you uh, compliments there on your, your site and the team, the team you have helping you out there. So it sounds like an oh, excellent yeah. place to start and you can get up and running pretty quick here uh, and become a real estate investor. Yeah. Nice. Absolutely. Yeah. And thank you for the comments there. My team, um, I want to make sure they know you said that because it really is all that development work. I brought in the, the, the information, but they put it together and uh, we've gotten a lot of, used to not be that way in the early days that, that, that website was probably kind of rough looking, but now sure. we get a lot of attention, a lot of positive remarks. It's just been, well, the education is laid out to match the way we learn. And it, it's a whole philosophy behind that, but I'm, that, that made a huge difference. So it's much easier to progress right. when you have a progression-based learning platform. You know, What I really like on top of it, it's, it's not just the site, it's you know, 35 years of your experience packaged right into this. Like, where else mm -hmm. are you going to go? <laughs> yeah. 
So great yeah. starting point. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for recognizing that. It's funny. A lot of people say, Hey, I'm not really sure. Is there something I should be buying here? Cause it's not, it's not a sales based platform. It's an education based platform. You know, when people get into it, they realize, Hey, I can do more. I should do more. Then they'll see, Oh, good. I can take a program here. I, I would rather be education based than sales based, you know? So as an old right. saying, Zig Ziglar had it perfectly. Help enough other people get what they want. You'll be plenty of what you want. So you start with serve. We call it prosperity through service. Serve yes. first and you'll prosper as a result, you know? Good, good advice. Yeah. All right. So is there anything else you'd like to share with the audience before we get into the final round? We have we got a bunch of fun questions here we'll get into. I would say really the, the main thing is um, people always ask me, what's the one thing or what's the secret? And I'll say, well, there's probably, you know, 173 one things, but <laughs> you don't have to learn them all at once. Just, just start, just crack the first book. And the other thing is this is to be persistent and consistent. I'm telling you, I've, I've known, I've been blessed to know a lot of wealthy people. Very few of them were the best looking or the tallest or the smartest or were born into it. Most of them did it like I did it. And it just never, ever, ever gave up. Right. Uh, famous cliche, right? Winston Churchill. And I'm telling you, it is true. When you feel like you're out of, your tank is empty, you're out of gas, the successful people find a way. They gave, as long as you're breathing, you can take action. And you're going to have moments you're going to be glad with that philosophy because that it, it's going to, you're going to have good days and bad days. I'm telling you, if you have that, that, that vision clearly in front of you, the persistence and consistence will come naturally, you know? Good advice. You know, there's times in life when we're in the trenches and it seems like we, we just can't take it anymore and, and you don't see a light at the end of the tunnel and it's just keep driving forward. Be resourceful. We're going to get into the rapid fire round. So I'm going to ask you a series of questions. If you could answer each question in 15 seconds or less. You ready? Ooh, that's going to be a challenge. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's kick it off. What's your favorite podcast? Oh, boy. I would have to say um, Bigger Pockets because I know there's the uh, Brandon and um, David Green are in my mastermind group. So <laughs> Okay. So, I'll check it yeah. out. All right. What is a recent book you read and would recommend? I would say, uh, oh, Story Brand. Story yeah, Brand story, book. I think it's called the Story Brand book. Yeah. If you, it might be something slightly different, but if you Google Story Brand, you'll you'll come up with the book. It's a, one of the best books I've ever read. I just finished reading it. Yep. Awesome. I'll check it out. All right. What is your favorite movie? Oh, got to be Forrest Gump. Yep. Ah, good choice. We had another guest say the same movie. All right. Favorite food. Oh boy. Um, I have a famous saying. I like I like the menu because it had my favorite entree, which is food. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, I, but I would say if, if, if somebody said you can only eat one thing, I'd have to go for a deluxe pizza with all the trimmings, you know? Can't argue with pizza. Good for you. All right. How many hours do you work per week? Ooh. Well, if you ask other people, they'll tell you I'm always working. If you ask me, I'll tell you I'm never working. I'm having fun. Yes. Um, now, Pratt, in scheduled terms, Monday through Friday, I will work about uh, 30 hours, Monday through Friday, oh. for about 30 hours with other people scheduled time. Yeah. Sure. Got it. That's it. Yeah. You, you put yourself on the high ground, so you're doing something for a passion and it just happens to make money, but I mean, you're teaching, you see, you're in a perfect position. So yeah. 
All right. How many hours do you sleep per night? Uh, probably six hours on average. Six hours on average. Okay. All right. All right. Last question here. If you could go back in time to give your younger self advice, what age would you visit and what would you say? I probably already have an idea. <laughs> oh, man. I, I would say I would probably go back to um, 22, 23. Yes. And yeah. tell myself what I met earlier, which is when opportunity comes your way, you say yes. Nice. Yep. I figured. Yep. Yep. All right. And then. I'm going to hand it off to you. How can the audience reach you? Uh, well, there's a couple of ways. If you want to um, go to realestatewithgarywilson.com or you know myinvestorservices.com, it's one and the same, click on the work with me button. And what you can do there is a little neat little trick here. Fill out the form. There's a little 60-second video. Fill out the form. And at the bottom where you submit it, you click on the schedule link. You can actually schedule a call with me. Um, that's the most direct way. You could start just downloading some of the free stuff and the team will, you know, send you more stuff as a follow-up. Um, you can also go to the YouTube channel, Real Estate with Gary Wilson YouTube channel. There's like 150 videos and just get all that stuff there, all kinds of personal development as well as investing. But anybody that wants to actually get me directly, it's the craziest thing because out there, but we don't promote it. It's the work with me button on the website and fill out the form, click on the button and I'll give you some strategy to work with right off the bat. Great. Yep. Well, I definitely feel like you're going to be getting a lot of submissions on this form or, or <laughs> contacts via the site. So this is great. All right, Gary, thank you again for joining me. Appreciate your time. You're very welcome. I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, God bless you and your family, everybody listening. All right, Gary. Thanks a lot. You're welcome, Sean. Have an awesome weekend. Okay. Thanks for listening to the Payback Time Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please provide a review on iTunes. If you'd like to hear an interview from someone specific, please make a comment on the Payback Time Facebook page. If you're interested in becoming an affiliate and earning 30% reoccurring commission for simply sharing Ticker, visit ticker.pro slash affiliates. Remember, this show is for entertainment purposes only. If you heard any stock mentioned on this podcast, don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. This show is copyright protected by Payback Time. Written permission must be granted before syndication or rebroadcasting. Yeah.